a failure. What? She said you were a failure? What has she ever accomplished with her life that's so great, man? Where's her podcast? Oh, today we're talking about Bottle Rocket starring uh, Owen Wilson, Luke Wilson, Robert Musgrave, Andrew Wilson, Lumi Cavazos, and James Caan, directed by Wes Anderson with a screenplay by Owen Wilson and Wes Anderson based on the short by the two of them as well. I am Ryan. I'm Brendan. And I'm Applejack. Ooh, I'm glad to see you're out of the hospital, Applejack. Yeah. Um, I'm okay. Good. Good, good. Everything's coming um, up, Applejack. So we are starting a kind of weird little interlude that we're going to be doing throughout the year, which is a little Wes Anderson series, uh, not necessarily covering all of his films. Um, we had in our schedule that we built out for the rest of the year three different two-week gaps, and you, we were like, you know what? Wes Anderson. Um Sweet. So we're going to start here um, with Bottle Rocket, and next week we're going to be doing Rushmore before we get to Barbenheimer. Um, But yeah, so we are, I'm very excited for that. So we're kind of filling these two weeks between Indiana Jones and Barbenheimer Barbenheimer with with some Wes Anderson early films. Um, But uh, that being said, I guess let's talk about our history with Wes Anderson. We were going to be building, I should note, to Henry Sugar. We might still review that um, when it comes out in the fall, but it is now going to be a 37-minute short we learned and not a uh, feature-length film. So that was kind of the idea that we'd be building throughout the year to Henry Sugar, Um, but we, when we heard that it's not going to be a film, we were like, well, let's not change our entire year's schedule um, because of that. So we're still here. But uh, what's our our background with Wes Anderson, guys? Yeah, I haven't really seen that many or or i don't i don't know like if i've seen any of wes anderson's big movies i think i've seen all of the animated ones now that i'm like looking at his filmography um uh, you know i've i've definitely seen uh you know uh, uh 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 fantastic mr fox and and i think i've seen isle of dogs um but uh yeah, I, I don't know. I hadn't I hadn't seen Bottle Rocket before. Um, I have been meaning to watch a lot of his movies, but like I knew that we were going to review them on the podcast. Like I have Rushmore on Criterion that I got specifically for the day that we would do it on this podcast. Um, and I still haven't watched it because I've been trying to keep it fresh. Um, and I'm really, really excited to to get into that and get into all of the movies that we're going to be talking about. Um I think, you know, the biggest thing that I know about Wes Anderson is just his stylistic choices. You know, there's uh, freshman year of college. I had a photography teacher who introduced me to an Instagram account called Accidentally Wes Anderson, um, which was just photos that people had taken that they thought stylistically um, reminded them of Wes Anderson movies. Uh, and I follow that account. I think it's it's it, I, I don't I don't know if it's still up on Instagram. I haven't checked in a while, but um, there was that whole. Uh, like do TikTok trend where you were like, oh, I'm going to do a day in the life as Wes Anderson, like uh, as a Wes Anderson movie that I thought was kind of cute and had like the music from the French dispatch. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been uh, sort of saving myself for the podcast um, in terms of Wes Anderson. Cause I knew that we, I knew that we were going to talk about him one day. Um, Cause I think we were supposed to talk about the French dispatch when it came out, but we were on hiatus when that happened question mark. Um, I don't remember. I, um, 
but yeah, so this was, uh, you know, one of my first exposures to, to Wes Anderson. Um, and I'll leave it at that. I have seen every Wes Anderson movie. Oh, shoot. Uh, one of my friends from college was a big Wes Anderson fan. And she and I watched every Wes Anderson movie that came out. And I now have almost every Wes Anderson movie on DVD. Um, I don't have this one. I had to watch it on Blu-ray with my buddy last night. To re-watch it, I mean. Uh, because I do remember, I remember watching it the first time and thinking this was fine. And then I watched it a second time and I really enjoyed it. And then this was the third time I watched it. But I'm not going to spoil any of my thoughts until later. Uh, I think my favorite Wes Anderson movie is The Darjeeling Limited, which I don't know if we, we are. decided we're going to cover or not. Um, but I'm excited for that one. And I think it's interesting to watch the trajectory of his films because everybody knows him for a certain style that doesn't really get implemented until, like, his third or fourth movie. So it's interesting watching his first couple and seeing where they grow and in what ways they change and become the Wes Anderson we know. Yeah, there... There's a few filmmakers um, that I just don't completely jive with in terms of, like, everybody thinks that all their mainstream stuff is, you know, fantastic. And it's just Wes Anderson's style never really um, never really worked for me. I just looked. I'd seen four of his movies before we um, decided to do Bottle Rocket um, and, you know, six of his movies throughout the year. Um I saw Rushmore in college freshman year um, for a class and had to write a paper on it. So I'd seen that movie a few times. I like it, just to spoil my thoughts for um, <clears throat> for that going forward. But I think that like signature style that you guys are talking about is kind of um, not for me. I really – we're not going to cover it, so I'll just say it now. I really don't like Isle of Dogs, and I think that is mm. what uh, turned me off um, in a large part. I just don't think that movie works at all. Um, but I am excited to go back and talk about his early stuff before we get to that style that um, has just been, like you guys said, imitated to death at this point on yeah. different forms of social media. And now with AI, it's just annoying the shit out of me. I'm Absolutely. sure it's annoying him too. From what I hear, yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that it's not something that he wants either. Um but no, yeah, it, it, Wes Anderson, I don't completely go with his style. I don't love his films, but I'm excited to be going through this series over the course of the year um, to see if my opinions change at all or if I, you know, warm up to him. We are going to be ending with Asteroid City, his new film, which I have not seen and won't watch until we review it just to keep that fresh. Same. Um, but yeah, that's that's quite a bit down the line in the fall. Um, so yeah. Bottle Rocket is his first film. Uh, it's based off of a short, 13-minute short by um, Owen Wilson and uh, and Wes Anderson. Uh, it, it premiered at uh, Sundance, which got them the uh, financing for the full-length version um, from James L. Brooks, famous, uh, famous filmmaker. And, um, yeah, they got $5 million to shoot this movie. 
it's quite a big um, budget, I would say, for a for first film. <laughs> Especially when uh, all these guys were like mid twenties um, making this movie. Um, but I guess we, we can talk could about make oh, this movie. Could we? Um, if we had five million dollars, maybe. Maybe we can make we can make a movie for five. We could million. make a I don't movie. Know if we could, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if we could convince James Caan to be in it. Um, that is the question. But yeah, so they they go ahead and they make this film, and um, it stars Owen and Luke Wilson. This really shoots off their career as well, like a bottle rocket. Get it? But we also see uh, Owen Wilson behind the screenplay here. I, I feel like people don't really associate him with writing. Um, I'm excited to see um, these first couple movies that he um, that he he writes with uh, with Wes Anderson. He also co-wrote Rushmore. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see Owen Wilson, the writer. I like Owen and Luke Wilson. So going into this, besides the um, hesitation that I have with uh, Wes Anderson, I was I was pretty excited to uh, to to do this. So I guess we'll go into the plot summary, and we will get into Bottle Rocket. In Arizona, Dignan rescues his friend Anthony from a voluntary psychiatric unit where he has been staying for self-described exhaustion. Dignan has an elaborate escape plan and has developed a 75-year plan that he shows to Anthony. The plan uh, is to pull off several heists and then meet up with a Mr. Henry, a landscape and part-time criminal, landscaper and part-time criminal known to Dignan. As a practice heist, the two break into Anthony's family's house, stealing specific items uh, from a previously agreed list. Afterward, critiquing the heist, Dignan reveals that he took a pair of earrings not specified on the list. This upsets Anthony, as he has purchased the earrings for his mother as a gift and specifically uh, left them off the list. Anthony visits his little sister at her school and asks her to return the earrings. Dignan recruits Bob Maplethorpe as a getaway driver because he is the only person you know with a car. The three of them buy a gun and return to Bob's house to plan their next heist, which is to be at a local bookstore. The group bickers as Dignan struggles to describe his intricate plan. The group steals a small sum of money from the bookstore and goes on the lam, stopping to stay at a motel. Anthony meets Inez, one of the motel's maids, and the two spark a romance despite their language barrier. Inez speaks a little English, and Anthony barely speaks any Spanish. Bob learns that his marijuana crop back home has been discovered by the police and that his older brother has been arrested. He leaves in his car the following day to help his brother without telling Dignan. Before leaving the motel themselves, Anthony gives Dignan an envelope to give to Inez. Dignan delivers it to her while she is cleaning a room, not knowing that the envelope has most of his and Anthony's money inside. Inez does not open the envelope and hugs Dignan to say goodbye. As Dignan is leaving, Inez asks an English-speaking male friend of hers to chase after him and tell him that she loves Anthony. When he delivers the message, he says, Tell Anthony I love him. Dignan fails to realize that he is speaking for Inez and does not deliver the message. Dignan discovers a dilapidated but functional Alfa Romero spider, and he and Anthony continue with a 75-year plan. The car breaks down eventually, and Anthony reveals that the envelope Dignan gave to Inez contained the rest of their cash. They have a confrontation and go their separate ways. Narrating a letter to his sister, Anthony says he and Bob have settled back into a routine at home that is keeping him busy. Dignan, who has joined Mr. Henry's gang, tracks Anthony down, and they reconcile. Dignan invites him to a heist with Mr. Henry, which he accepts on the condition that Bob is allowed in, too. 
The trio meet the eccentric Mr. Henry and plan to rob a safe at a cold storage facility. He becomes a role model for them, standing up for, to Bob's abusive brother and tutoring Dignan on success. He invites the trio to a party at his house and visits the group at the Maplethorpe, to which he compliments. Anthony learns of Inez's love for him and he contacts her via phone. Her English has improved and they rekindle their relationship. The group conducts their heist at the cold storage facility with Applejack and Kumar, accomplices from Mr. Henry's landscaping company. The plan quickly falls apart with Kumar unable to crack the safe and Bob accidentally firing his gun, which in turn triggers a cardiac event in Applejack. As the police arrive, Dignan has locked himself out of the escape van and is arrested and brutalized by the police. At the same time as the crew are doing their heist, Mr. Henry loads furniture from Bob's into a truck. Later, Anthony and Bob visit Dignan in prison and tell him about Mr. Henry robbing Bob's house. While Bob and Anthony are saying their goodbyes, Dignan begins rattling off an escape plan and tells his friends to get in position for a getaway. After a tense moment, the two realize Dignan is joking. Dignan says to Anthony, Isn't it funny that you used to be in the nuthouse and now I'm in jail, as he walks back into the prison. And that is... Wes Anderson's directorial debut, Bottle Rocket. Uh, so what are our thoughts, guys? Yeah, um, I love this type of movie. Uh, I, I don't even know like what you would call it, like what this genre is, uh, like maybe like like slacker core or something like that. Um, I, I actually think I prefer movies like this from the early 2000s a little more. Um, I don't know, because it reminds me of being a kid. But... Uh, I don't, I really like movies like this. I thought that this is like, I thought this was a really fun movie. Um, interestingly enough, you know, when I was trying to find it on max or whatever, it was like billed as like a, a comedy. So I was like, uh, you know, and I think it is funny at parts, but I wouldn't, you know, call it like, it's not like a gut busting comedy by any means. Um, but I still, I still had a lot of fun with it. Um, I, I really liked the characters. I thought that they worked well together. Um, and yeah, just, just story wise, I thought that this was, this was a really fun movie. Um, yeah, it's my initial thoughts. Uh, like I said, I watched this first time probably four or five years ago. Didn't think it was all that insane or amazing. Uh, then I watched it a second time. And I really liked it. And this time around, I've just accepted that I it's it's such a good, it's a well written movie. And even though it's 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 different, it's like an it's like an offbeat comedy. I feel mm. it's just uh, the 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 points at which I laughed are are definitely um, thanks to just the quirkiness of the script and the way that like the whole it's it the pacing is also weird it's but it's it works together so well like each piece of it all it's an amalgamation of things that shouldn't work but they all do and even though like you you can tell that it is a very um first time experience for for all of those on set for the uh for the people who would go on to have future success, Owen Wilson, Luke Wilson, and Wes Anderson, um, that it is all of their like first time kind of working together. And, and it's got that student film like flash, but with $5 million in the budget kind of feel. So I think with all that they had, they did a really good job of using it 
and making something really creative and fun out of it. Yeah, I like this movie a decent bit. Um, I think I had to kind of come around on it throughout my watching of the film. It did not start as a film that I particularly loved. And it's still not a film that I particularly love. But I think what I really like in this movie is the performances. I really like Owen and Luke Wilson. Um, I think you can see the, like, beginnings of the caricatures that they um, would Hmm. become in the 2000s. And I don't think that's annoying or weird. Like, I enjoyed those those characters. Um, Dignan's fun. I, I did like the romance subplot with Inez. Um, I thought when that got introduced that it would annoy the shit out of me, and it really didn't. Um, uh, it, in the end, you know, I don't love this movie. I think that it made me chuckle a little bit, but I really just um, become endeared to the characters, which is, um, I think, the biggest highlight for me. Uh, it doesn't really, I don't know, um, excite me um, moving forward. I think that as we get more into the Wes Anderson style is probably when I'm going to enjoy these movies a little less maybe i'm wrong um so this being like an early wes anderson and not like that super super stylized um Mm. version of his films is a little more appealing to me and i thought that it worked very well i love james con in this movie he's not in it very much but he is hysterical i love the like weird um amalgamation of his character from the godfather with like Mm -hmm. a hippie um (laughs) it's just really weird and funny um, but yeah, no, really, really like James Conn in this movie. And I, yeah, I like the performances. I thought, I, I thought it was, I like this movie. I, I'm hesitant, but I like this movie. Cause I, I think I'm hesitant because I know these super stylized, uh, things to come that I just don't completely go with. But I, I think I just need to accept that I like this movie. I think it's cute. Um, beginning of the movie. I love the joke that Dignan is trying to break uh Mm -hmm. anthony out of a voluntary mental institution i think that is very funny uh it works as a good opening dynamic for these two characters of luke wilson being the straight man and owen wilson um being the main comedic force in this movie and i think that works probably for the uh for the two actors as well for the brothers uh it is a little weird to me that they aren't brothers in the movie because they look so similar and because i know of them as brothers I don't know if that distracted either of you guys, but it kind of distracted me for a lot of the movie. Not really. I only, I only found out that they weren't brothers upon my uh, second rewatch of the movie. Um, I, I thought they were the first time I watched the entire movie because it's never really said that they aren't. You just have to kind of catch that they're just friends. Because knowing that they're brothers, it's it's going to take away from it. And they act like brothers. They look like brothers. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, they are two separate characters from this. Yeah, I didn't really have a problem with it. Um, it, it, it. I can't say it took away from the movie in any real way for me. But um, it, it was kind of obvious, like, at some points. But I think there was enough of, like, a character dynamic there that I, I didn't have, like, too much of a problem with it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it just it just throws me off a little bit when I when I realize like, oh, I don't think they're actually playing brothers, which is weird. <laughs> um, it's weird to have siblings in a movie and not have them play siblings. Um, I wonder butts. if we're gonna come run into that again. I did not look with the two of them. I'm assuming we will. Um, 
Well, you know the guy that plays Bob Maplethorpe's brother is also their brother. Yes, mm-hmm. Andrew Wilson. Yeah. Um, but it does. I don't know. For some reason, he doesn't look exactly like the two of them. Right. Um, the way that Luke and Owen Wilson look almost like they could be twins. They really dunked on him during this movie too. They were like, "Yeah, hey, fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> they did. They really did. But yeah, no, I, I I love the way this movie opens. I think it's hilarious with the the doctor like, oh, you paid off the janitor, nice, yeah, good yeah, idea. Yeah. Like the, those are the kind of jokes that really work for me in this movie. Um, and I I think it's a great way to open the movie and open their dynamic. Uh, we get set up with Mister Henry as they're going on the lamb for the first time. Uh, I really thought that he was never going to be a crime lord. I really thought that he yeah. was just going to be a landscaper. Um, and I guess it, it works as, like, a reveal one way or the other. This movie is, like like you said, kind of slacker, but also trying to be, like, a mix of that with a, a heist movie, which is I think is an interesting um, combination for the two. Uh, Brendan, what what did you think of mixing those two genres and kind of having a slacker heist movie? thought it was kind of interesting i mean especially you know i think it kind of works because the heists are so stupid like why are you robbing a bookstore like that doesn't make any sense like and and you know the fact that uh their final heist was all just a distraction so that mr henry could rob bob's house i thought was that is good. my favorite joke in the movie that is yeah. my very favorite joke in the movie it's very good um I think it works. I mean, I think that just like, you know, having these like these gay, like 20 something guys that like don't really have anything going for them in their lives. And they're like, well, what do we do? Like, well, let's let's start a life of crime. But they really suck at it. You know, I think that that's just like a fun premise for a movie. Um, mm-hmm. and, and especially just with all the shit they got caught up in. I, I got to be honest. I thought that the movie was going to end after um uh, after everything with Inez and, and them getting back home. And I think that it, you know, not to get too far ahead, but I think that is sort of a fake out ending. Um, and once we get into this like third act of the movie, it becomes even more of a heist film, uh, which I wouldn't have necessarily even called it that if, if we just had like those two beginning parts and it had ended after everything at the hotel with, with Inez. It's definitely a fake-out ending. I think the only reason I knew that it wasn't was because I always check the remaining time. The runtime, yeah. Yeah, the runtime. I think another... Like, this movie isn't laugh-out-loud funny, like you said. Very often, the jokes are kind of more in the the structure and the writing. Um, I, I do really like, again, the joke that they're robbing Anthony's house um, Yeah. early in this movie. Like, those are the kind of jokes that really work for me not um a ton of the dialogue or anything like that um i i think that that is wes anderson's strength these situational um situations that he writes instead of maybe the the dialogue itself that really makes me laugh and that's fine i mean everyone's gonna find different humor um and the 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 exception to that probably is the conversation that we did for the cold open with his sister. Yeah. Um, is, is that is very funny. Cause she is definitely talking like she is like a 40 year old woman and not like an eight year old kid talking to her older brother. Um, I thought that was very funny. Uh, Oh yeah. Where she's like, you haven't like, how could you go to the prison for exhaustion? You haven't worked a day in your life. Like get fucked nerd. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I think that's a good bit. 
And also yeah. her friend that was like, do you need me to like call someone? <laughs> when he just like showed up, I was like, I mean, that's the fair reaction. Yes, indeed. Um, so we get introduced to Bob, uh, Bob, who is, I think, a fun um, addition to the to the group and to the dynamic. Yeah, and he'll kind of be the the jumpy one who doesn't doesn't really want to um, be there. Yeah, doesn't really want to be there, but is the the son of a very rich family, which again will come into the plot uh, later in the baby. film. Oh yes, a little nepo baby. Mm. Um, I think it's great that he is played by somebody that didn't really make it in Hollywood uh, because he he is this character forever now. Yeah. And I think he's a really good... I think he does a really good job as this character. Um, and side note, uh, me and my buddies like this movie so much that we're going to be the three of them for Halloween this year. Oh, fun. Uh, and I'm gonna be Bob Mablethorpe, nice. and they're gonna be um, Owen and Luke Wilson. Yeah, so they finish their little bookstore heist, uh, which again, uh, my favorite joke in this bit had to be uh, where Luke Wilson was like trying to find the guy who was in the wrong section yeah. doing the wrong work, um, and getting him. They were like, "They need you in the office." Um, it was good. I, I thought that his, you know, his ploy of being like, I lost, I left my, like, my sweater. I really need it. I really need to go get my sweater. I thought that was pretty good. Um, but then uh, Dignan just... That never should have worked. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Uh, Dignan just, like, running it. I mean, it was the 90s. People were, like, more trusting, right? I don't know. I was were a, they? I was a baby. I don't know. I don't remember these things. Connor, you're the I oldest I was negative one three when this movie came out. Yeah, same. Con- what year did this come 96? out? 96. Yeah, so none of us were so alive. So you weren't alive either. Um, no. <laughs> you experienced the 90s for the longest out of all of us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I I was three when 2000 came around. Yeah. Um, like two and a half, I guess. Um, yeah, the 90s, <laughs> I remember them well. Um, I, I think, I think that that's exactly it. Like, it was a bookstore. And you wouldn't really expect to rob a bookstore, yeah. Because uh, why would you rob a bookstore? I, who would rob a bookstore? But I do like I do like the whole bit of getting in there with the sweater thing, and then Dignan walking in and being like, "I left some money." Yeah. In there. And like, <laughs> money. And he's like, wait, like it's in the drawer. Get, get it, get it. Get it <laughs> pushes him in with the gun. Yeah, they're really uh, swinging yeah. that gun around. I gotta be honest for like the whole movie, and it does come back to bite him in the ass in the end. So like. I don't know. Made me nervous at some points where I was like, Jesus, like, put the fucking gun down. Well, yeah, you had to know that eventually that gun was going to go off. Oh, yeah. Um, Chekhov's Bob. In, in, Chekhov's Bob's gun. Yeah. Um, I I do really like, again, that they go on the lamb after this, and they just keep saying that, like, oh, we're hiding, we're changing our identities, because they robbed, what, like $500 from a bookstore? Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, no one's coming after you that hard guys no they're gonna be like oh we'll 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 figure it out I'm, they they have bigger fish to fry i mean even in their like big heist when when dignan does get caught he gets like two months or something it's like his prison no he gets two years two years okay well silly me but like even he's two months into a two he's sentence, two months into a two years right right but even still like two years like it's not that long <laughs> like for you, a, i thought it would be worse yeah. yeah for a prison sentence like armed robbery i don't know 
I, I guess I don't necessarily know in the legal system how these things go today, but or how even Again, how they maybe went in the it 90s. was the nineties. Maybe it was yeah. the nineties. Um, but when we get to the motel, I think we get the, like the the main backbone of the film besides Dignan and um Anthony. Anthony's uh Anthony Anthony's story, what which is uh, his romance with Inez. I think this is cute. I also I was, thought like it was I said, cute. I was really nervous. When it got introduced, I'm like, oh, no, is this going to annoy gonna... the shit out of me? I was worried. I was like, is this going to be kind of racist? <laughs> but like, oh, also that is... I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I think for, you know, for coming out in the 90s, I think they did it well. Um, and like, you know, the relationship, I think, was was cute. And it didn't like at first I was like, oh, this is like, is this going to feel kind of forced? Is it going to feel like really rushed? But I thought like it was a pretty natural progression. It wasn't just like he saw her from the pool and then they were immediately having sex. Like, you know, it was I thought it was nice. So yeah, anyways, fuck Inez because she's a <laughs> she doesn't speak freaking English. And... Oh, my God. <laughs> um. She does by the end of the movie, she though. Does by the end of the movie. <coughs> yeah, because she learns her freaking lesson, and if she wants Anthony, she's gonna have to speak freaking English. Okay. Uh, no, I. To be real, though, it's. Um, I. I. I guess. To to what you were saying, Floyd. When I first saw the movie, I did not expect a love plot to happen, and I. I on I I didn't know where it would go, so I was somewhat nervous at if if it was just gonna become like this forced love thing. Um, but it it's really just the second act that is like that. It is like first act, second act, we meet this girl and we fall in love with her, and that's it. And then third act, she is a driving factor in the third act, but it's not like the love story continues into the third mm-hmm. act. It, it doesn't um, dominate the rest of the movie. Yeah, and I think that was really smart on their part to not overplay it. Um, and it's it's such a like you don't. I've never seen another love story like this in another movie where the main guy is so enamored but so awkward <laughs> by this girl, and she is just like she just goes with it. Like, but she does also feel the same at, at a certain point. Mm. Um, even though there is that language barrier, it shows like they show it so well that she is like, like their love connection does exist just because like it's never said straight up until the misunderstanding is kind of like unraveled. Um, and it, it they show rather than tell, which is exactly what a movie should do. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought um, a bit with the language barrier that worked really well was um, when she gets the locket out and he has the picture of of, of her sister. He's, he's like, wow, you look so young here. Uh, and she's like, sister. this is my sister. And he's like, can I still keep it? <laughs> I Can like, I keep it anyway? <laughs> I just, I like to think that he panicked in that moment. And he was just like, uh, uh, can I, I'll still keep it. Uh, he didn't really know uh, what he's doing. Yeah, she was just like, this... uh, okay, that's my one picture of my sister. Sure. Um, sure. This is how you do a language barrier in a movie. Fuck you, 65. Not. <laughs> Thank you. 
fuck you, 65. I said it to my friend while we were watching the movie. I said, hey, did you see 65? And he said, no. And I said, well, I did. And they did a language barrier <laughs> thing sucked. that I fucking hated. And I like this language barrier. He's like, oh, I'm never going to watch that. I said, good, never watch Don't it. Because do my friend it. Brendan doesn't like movies and doesn't know movies <laughs> as good as me. I like that everything comes back to 65 now. Yeah. Um, I hate it. I hate that I can't look at the world without thinking of 65. Hey, at least you didn't watch it twice like I did. Oh, God. Um, that was yeah, your you fault. You did that to That's, yourself. Don't, don't even, yeah, don't look at me and say, hey, good for you. I had to watch it twice. No, you, you didn't, didn't have, have to. to watch it twice either. I did kind of because it was like a week. I don't know. Hmm. I thought we were going to record sooner. Um, oh, I thought you were going to say it was a weak movie. <laughs> oh, so I had to watch it again. <laughs> yeah, go back and listen to our review. You can see that it was a weak movie. Yeah. Um, Don't listen to the review. Uh, I, I I like the ending of this beat before we get back to in the third act that Dignan is just so stupid and yeah. does not realize that when Rocky's uh, like, he was translating. I love you, man. Uh, I love uh, I love Anthony. Like, yeah. what? He's like, okay, <laughs> what you guess we gotta gay? go. Um, Classic nineties homophobia. I don't even think it. No, but it wasn't like it wasn't even like they they played it negatively. Yeah. Like yeah. the whole he was aspect. just confused. He just said he, was he like, said he was confused. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> he gets up and runs away, and he's like, "He was just confused, man." <laughs> yeah, no, it was it wasn't in a in a homophobic way. No, it I was know. just like, oh, I just thought what? Okay, he's like, all right, bye, sure, okay. I don't really know what's going on. I liked that. Um, uh. It was kind of like in 65 when Adam Driver realizes that he needs to go kill the dinosaurs. So he says, oh, no, I got to go yeah. kill the dinosaurs. And the girl is like, don't worry, they're just confused. I don't know what. Uh, yeah, she's like, I don't know what a dinosaur is, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what a dinosaur is, but where are my, where are parents? my parents? She said my parents were <laughs> at the top of this mountain. Uh, we got to the 65. top of the mountain and she's still not there. Yeah. Um, I and now I'm sad because I understood everything you said the whole time. Fuck you, 65. I hate you. <laughs> anyway, I liked um, I liked how on like the like first night that they were together, or like, maybe it wasn't the first night, but like really early on, he like gives her his watch for some reason. I was like, and because I thought at that point I was like, oh, okay, that you know they're getting in the car, they're leaving town. Like he's never gonna see her again. That's that's gonna be the end of this plot. But then he just saw her again, like, the next day. <laughs> I was like, why did he yeah. do that? I thought it was funny. Um, I don't know. I think I think the storyline works. I, I, I think that the whole thing is fun. I'm, you know, it, it didn't really, like... They are cute. They're cute. Yeah. I mean, it didn't detract from, like, the storyline with, like, Bob leaving or anything. And I was honestly kind of glad that we had something to distract from that. Because I kind of didn't really give a shit about it. Because I was like, oh, there goes Bob being a, being a puss. I, I don't love Bob's character. I think there are, cha- uh, you know, sections of the movie that it works. But, yeah, I think getting a little break from the 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 one that doesn't really want to be there is, is probably a good thing mm. uh, for the film. Well, that's – but that's the thing. If you look at the three of them overall, neither of them want to be there, him or Anthony. Uh, but Anthony has more of a connection to Dignan, whereas uh, Bob does yeah. not. And it feels, I think they do a, a range of the three of them very well. And I think they all play off of each other really well. 
where you have somebody who doesn't want to be there at all, somebody who feels they need to be there for the person who wants to be there and wants to do this. So that's where the conflict comes in because you always have a middleman and you have the two extremes, I guess. Um, and I mean, he does leave for a good reason. As much as we hate his brother, he does feel the need to as and as much as he hates his brother, he feels the need to leave and go save yeah. him. And yeah, so which apparently he does, and still the brother torments yeah, him. Yeah, so <laughs> like, like what the fuck? Well, that just shows that the brother is a dickhead, and I think they they wrote him very well to be so. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um, I I like the the twist that Anthony gave all the money again the yeah. the small amount of money to Inez, which she is the one who, there who has a job. I don't know if she needs the yeah, money as she much the, as what <laughs> as much as they do because she he gives her all the money and then they're like, well, we have sixteen dollars. Um, and then fucking which is a, Dignan hits him in the face with a screwdriver. I was like, Jesus. Like, I thought he took an eye at first, like, when that happened, when they got into that fight. And that would be a very Wes Anderson thing, I think, to have Anthony have an eye patch the rest of the movie. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> um, a good scene, though. I mean, but, like, I thought the acting Yeah, no, I like it. For, like, those two characters being uh, just who they are, I thought that, like, having them fight in sort of their, like, weird ways was 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 pretty good and i I thought that like the scene work was was well done um also that fucking car though that was that shit was 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 really beat up i think to your point uh connor i feel like the first time watching the movie the this scene in particular they feel like they're brothers and like that connection that you were talking about like where it like dignan um or Anthony feels so attached to Dignan that he, like, has to be there, it feels like they're brothers. Like, this is my younger brother or whatever, and he's, like, nuts, and I need to, like, be there for him and all this stuff. It feels like they have that sort of relationship here where it would take something like this for for them to not uh, be with each other. They go back, and I I like the, uh, the little... Quirky thing. I feel like I'm going to use that term too much quirky. in the Wes Anderson series. Wes Anderson's um, so quirky. I like the little quirky thing. Uh, the jumpsuit. I think the jumpsuit is funny. I'm a little funny. quirky thing. Oh, good for you, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of you. Um, I like the jumpsuit. I think the jumpsuit's funny. And I think, I, again, one of the funnier, like, just individual lines in the movie is like, oh, yeah, I'll get you one. Um, you like it? I'll get you one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like that Dignan has gone back to Mr. Henry, and again, this is where we get James Caan in earnest, Yes, and it is just every time he is on screen, I am smiling because it's James Caan. May he rest in peace. Um, he died uh, a year ago yesterday when we were recording oh, this. Wow. Um, what? Yeah. Yesterday? He died? Yeah, you didn't know James... No, a year... Yesterday? Not yesterday, no. <laughs> a year ago yesterday. He died? Oh. He died. <sighs> Who? James <laughs> Owen Wilson? No. So yesterday? So in episode in episode five of Loki season one, I really liked Owen Wilson. And uh the rest of this podcast we're just gonna be discussing the Loki series. Perfect. So um I really liked no. the part with the alligator. 
Yeah, me too. That was, that funny. was funny. That's um, actually in I the really comics. I really the part you know with Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, that's. I like no. that part too. I like Tom Hiddleston a lot. I think he's a good actor. Yeah. Um. I, so back to. I like that part in Bottle Rocket where Owen Wilson says "kachow." <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> too <laughs> great performance um, now the rest of this podcast is going to be a review of the 2006 pixar film cars, cars. come back next week for cars too Listen, the pope exists um, in the cars universe and we need to talk about that um yeah it's confusing who is car god doesn't 9 11 exist in cars Who's car too? jesus and Cargis? i don't Cargis? know i was gonna try uh, to make it it didn't work is there is there tsa in cars yeah too? i would assume yeah, so is. So that means 9-11 happened. Yeah, so that means there was Cars, cars 9-11. 9/11. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> I like the, but anyway. Uh, I like that when, when <laughs> Anthony... Can we call this episode Cars 9-11? Cars 9-11. <laughs> Bocket, bottle uh, rocket, Cars 9-11. That... Yeah. Anyway. Um, I like that uh, that Anthony and Bob have to take, like, five different jobs or something to, like, fucking bail his brother out of prison. And like you said, he's he's still addicted to them and takes, like, all their money. And it's like, can I have, like, $3 yeah. for gas? And he's like, fuck you. Um, <laughs> he says no. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but to the point, they don't need, like, Bob's family is, family is rich. Yeah. Like, where are they his very wealthy, which is... <laughs> Uh, Singapore, I think they said. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So um, they're traveling. Yeah, but for the entirety of the film, I don't know. I think, I don't know. It's funny. Um, they're just always going on vacations without their adult son. I guess. I I like, in retrospect, that Mr. Henry sees Bob and he's like, ah, easy mark. Yeah, Got him. oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> this idiot, I'm going to rob him. I mean, that's like in... <laughs> just as a plot point for the last third of the movie. The whole point <laughs> is that he's gonna rob is Mr. Bob. Henry is just is just gonna rob Bob. Is... I, I kind of want to rewatch the third act just with that, just knowing that, that and just watching it from that perspective. I mean, it, but it does kind of like make it, you know, a little bit sad when he's like standing up to his brother because, like, you know, you realize that that's just to gain Bob's trust at that point. Um, I don't think it's sad. I think it's funny. I mean, it is funny, but like at the same point, like it's sad for Bob um you know yeah. he's been walked all over his whole life um i don't know i mean i think but again he's fine because at the end of the movie he's like yeah me and my brother went to go out pick out a new grand piano yeah like they're fine they're fine they're gonna be okay they, um they don't have no money they're fine i mean what else what else happens it, well just coming back to to mr henry when we get to the actual heist like the fact that they're safe cracker just like can't do it <laughs> is like like i think that's really funny that he was just like i fuck i don't know i, I can't it's too hard i can't do it i don't like I, I don't know like i like to think that mr henry like knew that he was gonna do this and just like pulled this guy out of a fucking like retirement home and was like i think he did oh absolutely and he was just like you can crack safes right just tell everyone you can crack safes and then they put him in the moment and he's like i can't i can't do it I thought that was a good bit. By the way, that character was, I think he just, like, looked at him and said, like, three times, you can crack safes. Yeah. And then he was like, yes, I, <laughs> I can, can crack, crack safes. safes. <laughs> um, yeah, and it works uh, as a screenplay, like, joke and gimmick that uh, this heist doesn't matter at all. And that Mr. Henry oh, is just sending two randos so that he can do his real heist at Bob's house. Um, which I got confused. When the, the first time it cut, I was like, oh, did we cut to the future and, like, Bob 
is like in prison or something and they're like moving him out of the house and no no they're just robbing they're just robbing bob um (laughs) and he accidentally uh, bob accidentally shoots uh applejack that's um, pretty good which is a dark bit of humor but is pretty funny um that he just gets shot in the arm and applejack just goes into shock um I mean, because again, he's probably just a landscaping guy that like got thrown into this job. Yeah, so Chekhov's Bob, like it had to happen at some point. Chekhov's Bob, yeah, it did have to happen at some point. Uh, they were all in the I, yellow I suits like, that you liked. <laughs> yes, I I like that Dignan, despite being such a dumb fuck up, <laughs> uh, kind of selfish, yeah, selfish fuck up. I like that he is the one that goes back in for Applejacks at the end. Yeah. Uh, even though it kind of feels a little selfish still, like, oh, I'm going to be the hero here. Right. It's still... I think he gets what he wanted, that... though. Like, he, he's, yeah. like, his character, he wants to, like, do something with his life. And, like, you know, at this point, they think that, like, you know, if he's the hero, like, Mr. Henry is going to, like, really respect him and stuff. And, like, he gets that moment of, like, doing something that he feels, like, mattered. Um which, which honestly, I feel like in, you know, wanting to be a criminal, he wants to be like infamous. He wants to like, you know, do the, do all these things. Cause it's, it's not about like getting rich or anything for him. It's about like the infamy of it. You know, he wants to just like mm-hmm. do something, which is also why I think that this is like an interesting take on the like slacker core style movie is because it's like, oh, you know, like I haven't done anything with my life, but I want to do something important. Um, and so he's like, you know, Anthony's like, oh, like, why? Like, let me go. In. And he's like, oh, no, I have to be the one to do this. Like, it's like, yeah, that's that completes the character arc is is he's he started out the movie wanting to be a criminal and he gets thrown in jail. Yeah. And it, and it ends with a good a good line, I think, yeah. of him being like, oh, you started in the mental hospital. Now I'm in jail, which, again, is funny because he wasn't thrown in the mental hospital because he put himself there because it was voluntary. Um, (laughs) and he just, he is unable to like see that, that difference. Um, which I think again is a good, um, character arc for Dignan, but also he doesn't change completely and that he is still kind of that, that idiot. Um, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else to say about bottle rocket before we go to final thoughts and ratings? I liked the, that Anthony and Inez got back together. I thought that was yes, cute. Yeah, we didn't even really mention that. I I, I like the moment where uh, Dignan doesn't realize that uh, Anthony is dancing because he got to talk to Inez, and he's just like, oh, yeah, he's excited <laughs> for the heist tomorrow. Yeah, that was a good bit. Um, also, like, I, I was a little like, unclear on the timeline, I will say, just, like, no speed-wise. Because, like, how did she learned English really quickly. I, I don't know how long it takes to learn English as, as a native speaker, so I've... I have nothing to say, but like from speaking very little to like speaking fluently, like I have no idea how long that would have taken, but well, it, it was, it was months, right? Because was it? like they Bob and yeah, because Bob and him, Bob and Anthony like worked five oh, different jobs yeah. together. Okay. Like, and they were making money to survive for a while. I guess, so And they had to bail the brother. It out wasn't of until it wasn't until, yeah, it wasn't until, uh, Anthony and, um, Dignan got back together that they started the, the heist right. plan for the the denouement. I guess it makes sense. Uh, I like the part where uh, where um, Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn crashed that wedding at the end. Yeah. 
I think that was a good. Yeah, that was I think cool. That was a good way to wrap it up. Um, it, weird that there was the time travel bit where Owen Wilson went back to 1920s Paris and hung out with um, all those writers. Yeah, I also yeah. thought that it was kind of weird yeah, how uh, there was he was just like in a haunted mansion at one point. Yeah, that was pretty weird. Yeah, that was a. It's a. It's one of those. It's one of those things. Man. Wes Anderson, you know, uh, throwing that in. He's just. He's gonna be quirky like yeah. that. Um. So, final thoughts and ratings, Brendan. Um, I like this movie a lot. Uh, I you know I. I don't. I think that you know I I think it was Floyd that said that uh, it feels like a student film with like a really high budget. Um, or Connor said that maybe. That was that you. Was Sorry, I couldn't remember which one of you said it. Uh, it was Connor. Connor said that. Um, I think it do- definitely does feel like that. Um, I really like this genre of movie. Like I said, I think that the characters are fun. I think the performances are really good. Um, you know, uh, something that didn't stick out that I didn't get to mention was uh, uh, I I didn't love the score for this movie. It, it was just kind of there. Um, I didn't think it was intrusive, but like at the same time, I was I wasn't like, well, this is this isn't like stellar. Like it, it didn't really have any like motifs that really stuck in my mind or anything like that. Um, but you know, overall, I think that for, for being like this interesting amalgamation movie, um, I really liked it. I, I, I had a fun time. I think I'll probably watch it again at some point. Um, and I, I wonder, you know, if, uh, I'm going to like want to give it a different rating at that point, but I guess we can cross that bridge when we get to it. Um, for a first viewing, um, hmm. going back and forth. Uh, Is it going to be another A minus? Oh, it might be another A minus. No. Um, I think I'm thinking like B plus B plus solid uh, stone cold B plus. I, I, I enjoyed this movie. Um, you know, it's, it's not my favorite of the genre, but I'm, I'm interested to see where Wes Anderson goes from here. Cause I don't really know. I really like when when Owen Wilson is really small <laughs> and Ben Stiller uh-huh. finds him in yeah. the museum and he says, Owen Wilson, why'd you get so small? You should be in Bottle Rocket. And then he takes him back to the right movie. And Bottle Rocket is good. Bottle Rocket is a good movie. 65 is a bad movie. <laughs> and I think of all things that I have said from this film and watching it a third time uh, proves that I think it is a well-made and uh, very great first effort from filmmaker Wes Anderson. Uh, A. It is a a straight A for me. Um, A fun tie-in to a series that we're going to be doing later. Martin Scorsese said that this is one of his favorite films of the 90s, which, spoiler alert, we're going to be reviewing some Martin Scorsese movies for a random reason, not definitely not involving uh, his new movie coming out in a few months. Get um, ready for that, baby. But yeah, Bottle Rocket. I like this movie a decent bit. Uh, I think I'm going to like Rushmore more next week. Uh, I thought the performances were all really good. I don't have a problem with any of them, really. Uh, James Caan is a delight. May he rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this just works. What? I know, right? He Yesterday? Um, Yesterday? Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> it's still funny guys i promise um i know you don't have to tell me i made the joke i know um 
but yeah, I like Owen and Luke Wilson. I think this this is a good um, jumping off point for everybody's career. I think everybody um, proves themselves very well. Uh, I like that Wes Anderson style is there, but not like completely overwhelming um, as I think it will become. And again, maybe I'll be wrong about that. That's kind of the point of us going through this series um, over the next, I don't know, three or four months. But yeah, I'm going to go and give this movie a B plus as well, Brandon. Uh, I like it a good bit. It is a good comedy um, with some good dramatic moments as well. So B plus for Bottle Rocket. B is for Bottle Rocket. Uh, we'll be back next week with the movie that Connor is frozen in time holding, uh, Rushmore. Wait, I gotta get uh, okay, they're gonna get their copies too, even though that this is a uh, this is an audio medium, not a video medium. Copy? I I hope that you do. Oh, Brendan has it in one of those old man like CD cases, uh-huh. so he's gonna have to open it up flip and, and flip it. it through. We're gonna find it. Oh man, look this at the, look at this the, look at this radio quality radio. The oh, there's, Connor is now holding it up velvet, and like pointing it at the camera. Drive, Ooh, there's blue velvet. Uh, Rushmore, there it is. I'm holding up the actual DVD, so we know. Yeah, wow, it look is. at that. Same one. You guys have the same that that same disc. This is great look radio. That, or hear that. Uh, we'll be back. Hear it? We'll be back next week with Bottle Rocket, guys. You want to tell them about the other stuff that we do? Oh yeah, we got a huge backlog of shows on this network. Uh, lots to choose from. Um, listen backwards to the to the CTP catalog. That's my new advice. Um, you know, I mean, you can also just like find movies that you've seen that we've watched and reviewed in the past. Um, you know, go backwards. You, you're not gonna probably be used to us back in 2017 because we were high schoolers and we probably said some dumb shit. Um, but well, Connor wasn't there. Um, but we also have social media. Um, uh, there's also, I forgot to mention there's, there's a lot of other shows of different genres. Um, just various things. The show keys in the podcast, go find something you like, give it a listen. Um, we have social media stuff. Um, Twisted Mug Media, pretty much everywhere. We got YouTube, Twisted Mug Media Network, uh, posting fun stuff, fun times, and uh, yeah, you can you can find us on there. Uh, good stuff. Think think that pretty much covers it. Connor, it's like it's like in the internship when <laughs> Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn get an internship at Google. Me and Brendan have an internship making let's play videos on youtube (laughs) thank you thank you so go watch popsicle meltdown convention on youtube at popsicle meltdown convention everywhere else tiktok instagram we make videos, playing video games. And if you like our sense of humor, which I don't know why you <laughs> would, go watch us. Um, we, we're funny sometimes. We make jokes. We play we play anime games. We play Mario. We play all of it. Um, yeah. And over to you, Floyd. I got nothing. We'll be back next week with Rushmore. So I'm Ryan. I'm Brendan. I'm Vince Vaughn. Bye, guys. And this has been the Cinematog Podcast. Bye.
Connor, do you have any thoughts on Inez's relationship with Anthony? Ryan, if I stay silent... That means no? Probably not. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> Got this from the podcast. 